Hey everybody, how's it going? It is September, sorry no, it is Tuesday, September 19th at 10.12 in the a.m. Let me, there we go. And it's a pretty good day here in the bluegrass state. Weather's pretty decent, it's nice and warm, gonna be in the 80s today, which is what September is all about here. You do not hear me bitching about it being warm because that's what I live for. Summertime for the rest of my life. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know if maybe you guys listened to the, the, the Monday Mortcast yesterday with my buddy Morgan, AKA Morty. AKA Morty Going Hard. AKA Pac-Man 859. You know, a lot of, a lot of uh, I don't know what you call those, uh, a lot of aliases. That's what, that's what more my buddies got. But those are all from like the Xbox Halo Gears of War days and stuff like that. Now he just is Morgan or Morty for, to most people. He's cooled out a lot with that stuff. But hope you guys enjoyed that episode that we did. You know, I, I enjoy getting, getting him on there. I talk to him pretty frequently about stuff, about happenings in the world. So it's, it's, it's pretty fun when we get together. Usually we have a pretty good time, but... Yesterday, there wasn't a whole lot going on. Didn't really feel like talking football and stuff again. Um, you know, just because we had, me and him, and sort of rehashed everything. So I didn't want it to feel like it was like scripted. You know what I mean? So, didn't want to be bringing up the same opinions over and over again just to try to get a laugh because me and him had already talked about it. Which, that's just poor planning on me. You know, poor planning on me. We should have just recorded it before we got to anything like that and just went in on it but you know it's whatever it was a good time either way but uh yeah weather's great up here today looking forward to it having a pretty good day so far hope you guys are are doing the same hope you all are out there making it having a good time and um you know in enjoying it wherever you guys are obviously shout shout out to to los angeles going through that little earthquake last night hashtag pray for la just kidding though because it wasn't really even a bad earthquake at all there's a 3.8 in indiana yesterday but apparently it wasn't really felt that much so not that big of a deal but you know a couple of things that we can hash over today uh, one thing is, as far as movies and TV, is a couple of things. I, fi I finished, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Pretty great movie. Um, I would definitely say that it is better than the first one. Um, better than the first Guardians of the Galaxy. And I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, but definitely a good plot. Don't exact. I, I hope there's a little bit more sets up later on in it. Um, you know, as far as what happens with with Peter, and you know, since his, which if if you've done any research, if if you know anything about Marvel, then I'm not going to be spoiling this for you, so I don't care about letting this slip. But you know, Peter Quill's dad is Ego, the Living Planet, a celestial being. <clears throat> um, and uh, played by Kurt Russell. And so because he's a celestial, Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord, a.k.a. Chris Pratt, also has a little celestial being in him. And so I hope that going forward he is able to retain some of that power or something like that. I'm, I'm hoping that there's they work something in, but I don't know. 
I guess it would be cool to have him just be just, you know, a regular human guy out there doing work as Star Lord. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I would I would rather it be a different way. But, you know, that's whatever. We'll, we'll see how it works out, you know, in, in either way. But another thing, um, I started... I started watching Alien Covenant, and I'm only about halfway through it so far. I, I was watching it last night, didn't get all the way through it, um, you know, just because uh, I've really been getting back into House of Cards. I'd watched it up to season three, but then I never really got too deep into it. I got I got as far as Frank was sworn in as vice president. And then after that, I, for whatever reason, quit watching it. But I'm starting over again. I'm starting clean, and I'm going to watch it all the way through Season 5 now. And so I'm, I'm going to be dedicated to it this time and not give up. And I'll try to keep up with it later on as stuff goes on. Because there's like a few series that I really am wanting to get down on, you know, as far as Netflix is concerned with stuff coming out. You know, some of the big ones that I'm that I'm going to be watching, you know, excuse me, going forward. Um, I'm really excited for the second season of Stranger Things to come out. Really loving that because the first, I mean, season one of Stranger Things was amazing. Um, definitely going to be getting down with Stranger Things. Um, definitely going to be getting down with season two of 13 Reasons Why because they definitely need to make a season two for that because that was a great show. Um, trying to think of what else um, is going to be there. Going to keep up with House of Cards as long as they continue. Um, Ozark is another great show that um, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to take a break from Ozark. Just I've, I'm only two episodes in, so it's not come very far. I might be three episodes in now that I think about it. But uh, I'm going to take a break from Ozark just because I'm, I'm going to try to focus on one show at a time. I'm going to binge watch. Um, you know, because I'll probably watch three or four episodes of House of Cards a night because that should get me caught up, you know, in a few weeks if I, if I maintain that kind of level. And then I can get caught up on that. I want to dive deep into um, Stranger Things because it's supposed to come out. I think it's supposed to come out this year, right? Isn't it season two is supposed to drop? Because they just did. I mean, the trailer and everything for it came out at the beginning of the season or the summer. And it looks great. So I think season two is going to drop soon. Super excited for that. And then they announced that they're going to do a season two of 13 Reasons Why, but they haven't really gone in too deep into it yet. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I can't believe, though, um, which, I mean, it's a show, so obviously it's not real. But, dude, am, am I cannot be the only one that thought that, that chick, I think what her name was Hannah, right, in, in 13 Reasons Why? I can't be the only one that thought that that chick was a just a dime piece man like seriously she she had it I, I can't believe that people were just straight savage to her man just disrespect drove her to suicide bro drove her to suicide all the crazy shit that happened to her so foul man because she was super hot man seems like like there's like that what's that one chick the mixed chick that was like her friend and then like was not her friend later on like 
they fought and she smacked the shit out of her and stuff like that. That chick, to me, in my mind, when I look at it, that chick's beat. Like, I can't believe that uh, we're talking about her over anybody else, you know? Like, her over that chick Hannah? No way, Jose. That chick Hannah's a fox. So, R.I.P. Hannah, whatever your name was, and 13 Reasons Why. Um, but, anyway, I'm watching Alien Covenant right now. It's awesome. So far, only halfway through it. Spoiler alerts uh, ahead because I'm gonna drop a couple of things, of, you know, a couple, a couple of ideas. You know, definitely the move going. I mean, this guy David. I mean, it's it's insane. The Michael Fassbender's character, the David from Prometheus, because this follows after Prometheus. Alien Covenant doesn't seem like it's a sequel to Prometheus off the bat, but it does it does catch you up. It does catch you up to speed, and it's 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 pretty brutal movie. It it really is. It's like it's shocking, to be honest with you. How they how they're putting it together, how it's all coming out, is making total sense. I want to see the end of it though like i'm waiting to see i because i haven't finished it so maybe covenant does it but maybe covenant sets it up for a third installment maybe ridley scott's gonna go balls deep into a third installment i don't know that would be cool but don't know i'm anxious to see where we know now they're starting to tie it in to how the basically how the xenomorph came to be where we're sort of getting around uh we're getting around to that point and uh, I'm pretty excited about it as far as, you know, things are concerned. Um, it, it, it looks really cool at least. But I'm waiting to see how this leads into the first Alien from the 70s. They've done a really good job getting everything together. At first, I was kind of disappointed because looking at it, you know, it, looking at it from the outside... It, it didn't seem like it was going to be tied in to Prometheus at all. Like, it was going to be a movie after Prometheus, you know, don't get me wrong. But the, the, the name Alien Covenant and just what they show you doesn't make it seem like it is a part of the, the same thing. It makes it seem like it is a separate film, like that, that's not part of the Prometheus storyline. Which it would have to be because it's an alien movie, so it ties in at some point, but it didn't seem like a direct sequel. And that, But they really, it, they do a good job of catching you up to speed on everything, telling you how everything happened, what happened with Elizabeth Shaw and David, and then what happens with um, I don't I don't know what his name is, but I'm gonna say the new David, uh, the new Michael Fassbender, and stuff like that, and how things are going. It's really good, and the idea of having sentient AI that's got it has the capability to be creative, and it's amazing how much it insinuates about where we go with artificial intelligence going forward because that's really important because. And I've and I've and people have talked about this before, but as soon as if we have to limit what artificial intelligence is capable of, because the the biggest thing is, as soon as we create a true artificial intelligence, if we give them the ability to be creative, then that means that we give them the ability to build. They're not following instruction so much as they are 
um, they're not following instructions so much as that they are just building off of their own wants. Because if you give them creativity, creativity opens the mind for everything, even if it's artificial. I mean, it opens up the ability for emotions and some uh, a somewhat ability to feel. Um, it, it opens up the it opens up the ability to just to design and to enhance. And the thing is, with artificial intelligence, as soon as as soon as we design an artificial intelligence, I think one of the first things that it's going to do once it learns the basics about just everything around it is it's going to look at itself and it's going to it's going to analyze itself and it's going to it's going to work on self-improvement and the thing about creativity being uh, an innate feature with artificial intelligence if we put that in there is that if we give it creativity it's not necessarily going to look for a way to improve itself or well it is going to look for a way to improve itself but it's it's not just going to look into it in terms of taking what it already has and making the best out of it because it will know what it takes to make the best out of itself but it's going to look on enhancing itself as far as what can i take to make myself better instead of using what it's got it, it artificial intelligence with creativity would build off of other things it would take other things to make it better and that's that's dangerous and that's illustrated in covenant very well and i'm only halfway through it you know and like i said i'm not going to spoil too much of it for you the movie's been in theaters and it's out on blu-ray and dvd so if you were going to see it you should have seen it right now but still i don't want to be that dick that just goes takeover mode and spills the beans you know it's just we're at a really cool place where we're, we're at a really cool really dangerous place because this is trial and error this is this is how the, the the xenomorph that we know got got its start. This is how this is how it it was born. What we know today, this is how it was created. And I, this sort of this sort of shits on um, not sort of this really does shit on Alien versus Predator. Um, just because it sort of fucks up the, the storyline of how Alien vs. Predator works, but I, th I think that, I don't think anybody in the actual Alien universe considers um, Alien vs. Predator to be canon to the rest of the series, but, you know, it is what it is, it's still part of it, it still has the branding, the name, it's got the monster on it, you know, that's a big deal, but... I, I think you, you take it for a grain of salt with the rest of the movie series, and I think that we're in a better place with the the prequels of Prometheus and Covenant more than Alien vs. Predator. But it's exciting, man. I can't wait to watch the rest of it. I'll hopefully catch the end of it uh, tonight, and then um, I'll probably watch a few more episodes of... Uh, House of Cards before I go to sleep. I think as of right now, I'm probably... Um, I think I'm still in season one. I, I think that I think that's what I that's what I'm in. I don't know what chapter I'm on right now. Um, pretty sure it's still season one though. Peter Russo is set up to run for governor. They're getting his campaign together and everything like that. And everybody is on board with it to, to run for governor of Pennsylvania. So, um, 
we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I obviously, I know how it turns out because I've been further than this. Like I said, I've made it to where Frank is, uh, makes it to VP. And I tell you what though, seriously, like a lot of people speculate like, man, do you think that's really how politics works? And I don't think that this, I don't think that House of Cards is the maybe the best, I don't think it's an illustration of politics. I just think it's an illustration of business. And, and it, you know, business, our, our political system has turned into so much of a business that it just so happens to line up with that in all honesty. But I mean, seriously, if, if, if you think about it, if you live or work in any sort of a, a corporate world, um, or a corporate entity, you understand that if, if you can, if you see the management leveling up. You know, I, I work at a unique place where I, I am side by side um, with management. Not so much in the position that I'm in now, just because the rotation I'm in sort of took me, a, sort of pushed me a, a little bit further away uh, from the power, so to speak. And that's just, it's just the nature of the beast for what my job is right now. I mean, it'll come full circle for me and, and I'll be right back. But the, the process that I have to go through, I sort of have to go top down. Well, really, if you look at it, that's sort of how it is, is I have to go top down um, and then to, to come all the way back around. But when at, at the previous position that I was in, I was working hand in hand with uh, management and then our directors and vice presidents. I was I was side by side, shoulder to shoulder with those guys. And if anything, that's seriously house of cards should give you the best idea of how corporate business works because where i work it's a, we are a corporate entity we're on a smaller scale because it is just an individual uh, manufacturing plant but a uh, factory whatever you want to call it but at the same time though it, there's still corporate bureaucracy just like there is political bureaucracy and like i said i think that it's it's such good proof of how business works and how business functions that um, you know it lines up with our political system just because of how business oriented our political system has become now I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say anything ri as ridiculous uh, as you know I think that somebody in my I think that somebody here in my office has gone to lengths to kill somebody to get a position. That I, I think that that's a little ridiculous. As far as politics is concerned, I mean, I uh, I 100% believe that, uh, or at least I don't 100% believe, but it would not surprise me. I don't know if I could point a finger, but it would at least not recently, aside from maybe Hillary Clinton. But it would not surprise me if somebody has been killed to gain leverage or to gain position in our political system there's just there's too much to be gained with with doing this you know what I mean there there really is there's just too much to be gained and the political climate that we're in right now everything is too is so inflammatory so there's so much at stake it it would not shock me at all to, to for me to believe that people have been killed to to gain a leg up you know that's I think that's totally within the realm of possibility but on this level, where I am right now, where it is just a business, and, and, and locally here to where I am, I could be totally wrong, but I, I just, I don't think that it would be possible. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't, I don't think that it has happened. 
Um, but, you know, like I said, I could be wrong. Just because I don't think anything doesn't mean it's not necessarily true. You know, it's just an opinion. But, you know, just the way, if you look at Frank Underwood and the way that he handles himself, uh, the way that he deals with people and the way that he orchestrates, whether it is legal or not, anything that's done legally, that's done illegally, you could sort of superimpose over a legal setting and see how it could work out. And so I think that if you do that, which there's no harm in doing that because, again, it's you, you could totally make it happen. But if you do that, you could see how beneficial it would be. Now, if you believe in karma, that's definitely not the road that you want to take, I, I don't think. the taking, taking those moves, taking those bold moves, I, I definitely think that that's, that's a heavy step. I mean, you're going with, you're going with a, a lead foot and an iron fist the entire way. And if you do that, you're going to hurt a lot of people. You're going to make a lot of people upset. In a corporate world, you're going to cost people jobs. Um, and, you know, there's always the chance that if you really don't have, if you're not quick enough on your feet, if you don't have your, if you don't have your bases covered, you still have the leverage of being able to be quick on your feet and make something happen if you know the right people. If you can be friendly enough with the right people, if you can have the right allies. But... If you don't cover your bases and you're not quick on your feet, then it can definitely backfire on you. Now, I definitely consider myself the type of person to be pretty quick on my feet. I can I can make I can make uh, things work out for me. I can make things happen, but at the same time, I don't consider myself to be the kind of person that is uh, that would be as deliberately malevolent. Uh, or malicious, whatever you want to call it, as Frank Underwood. I don't. Uh, I, I could. I definitely would say that I'm capable of it. But just for me, for my moral stance, what, how I how I look at the world, I personally don't feel like I have to be that way. Now, if somebody's fucking up, if somebody's doing the wrong thing, and it's maybe not necessarily advantageous, but it's the right thing for me to do for, to call them out on it, I totally agree with that. And if it if it turns out to be advantageous for me, if it turns out for me turns out to move me along, then it was definitely the right move for me to make. It, it definitely worked out for me. But you, I think that to do it morally and ethically, if you believe in that kind of thing, again, this is all just me saying this from my point of view, from how I look at the world. If you if you can do that, I definitely believe that you should you should take advantage of it to to have the the proper footing in the first place. Um, but there's definitely evidence that would go to show, especially where I work, that you know a lot of cloak and dagger type stuff goes down and it really works out you know it works out for a lot of people you can shoehorn your way into a lot of situations you can slip in to a lot of difficult spots just uh just by just by playing the angles you know whether it's to the to the good of yourself and everyone or if it's just to the good of yourself and to you know to to the ruination of everybody it's it's 100% possible and you could definitely do it and I think that I could definitely do it if I set myself up and was dedicated to it but you know to where I am right now you know I'm not a, I'm not exactly a new face but at the same time I I don't know all the angles just yet I haven't spent enough time in this area to know all the angles yet to be able to to push myself forward 
at least not in this role. Um, and the, the benefit, again, to me waiting and holding off is as I finish this rotation, as I come full circle and get to my final spot, as I go from top down back to top, I'll, I'll know more, I'll have more people, I'll have more assets, and I'll be able to build off of that. And not necessarily to you know harm anybody else to gain a better foothold, but I'll just be able to gain a better foothold in general because there are people that are either looking for a way out. There are people that have either been here that are, or there are people that have been here so long they don't care anymore. There's there's a lot of that going on where there's plenty of opportunity for me to where I don't even have to necessarily give a big push. You know, all I have to do is express interest and be there, and and I could make it happen. But it's going to take the time for me. So I'm 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 I am I'm buying my time. I'm going to wait it out, and we're going to see what happens. But I definitely think that that I probably could speed it along if if I really chose to. I mean, I I know that I'm capable of it because it's not exactly like I'm in a bragging position, but because I've done it before. Because back when I worked at Best Buy, you know, the House of Cards was sort of just rolling out. This was four years ago, maybe. House of Cards was sort of just rolling out. And, um, you know, I was definitely I was definitely into it. I definitely liked the idea. And I totally conspired with people that I worked with to make moves, to elevate myself, and to to elevate people that I wanted, the who people who I thought was the right person, to a position to make it easier on myself, to give myself a better ride, and then again to progress myself again in the future. Now, I had already worked there for, you know, almost two years before I made a move, and in a local, like in a small, or it was a big, you know, brick and mortar big box store, but it was still a small setting to do it in the the levels that you go through is it's uh it's a lot easier to traverse than a place like where i work now or even much easier than the political system and so you know then i was I, it was a lot easier for me to make it happen there were not very many hoops to jump through i didn't have to work nearly as hard to make it happen and it worked out while i was there but it was sort of unneeded because i wasn't there for that long you know, I ended up not being there before I got another better job that I went off, uh, that I went to, which ended up getting me to where I am right now. And so, while, uh, while I know I'm capable of it, I know I could make it happen, whether it's on a small scale or not, it's still possible. You know, I've sort of, uh, I don't necessarily want to say that I've, I've grown up, but I just have a, a better appreciation of what it takes for, for a larger scale. And I, I know... For my personal interest, a better way that I would want to make it happen to where I, I would feel better about it and to where that, that I could give I could give more credit to myself for making it happen as opposed to I can give myself credit behind closed doors, but it's really maybe maybe even if I orchestrated it, but it, it would really be, be because somebody else had to fail in the first place for me to get it there. Somebody had to drop the ball or they at least had to appear like they dropped the ball. You know, at least the, the way that I would prefer to do it now is not only would I be able to see some gratification, you know, with myself, but I would get it from all around me. I would get it from the people that I work with. I would get it from, you know, my family and stuff like that because they would see what it's really worth. They would they would see what it really took. And uh 
and I don't know like I said it's a personal preference thing you got to climb the ladder however you can that's that's sort of the big thing and sometimes I really do believe that that is the only way when you're in a position where when you're in a spot where you're locked into a place for a certain period of time when you're stuck pretty much is the best way to put it when you're stuck that may be the best way to, to, to do it. You may have to pull strings and you may have to yank the rug out from under people and that, that kind of thing. You might have to do some pretty dirty stuff to, to look like you're excelling and to look like you're the right person for the job. I'm not in that kind of spot right now, so I'm in a lucky position where I don't have to think and act that way. But I have been before and I've made it happen before. So it just depends on what kind of environment you're in and if you really want to want to test whether or not you're capable of doing something like that you know because it's totally possible at the end of the day for anybody to do it I truly believe you just have to have that kind of initiative you just have you have to not be the person that's just gonna lay down if it doesn't work out the first try because you're gonna have to work a lot of angles to make it happen that's that's just a fact and it's it's gonna take a lot of plugging and playing and you're gonna have to grind it out for a while it's not gonna happen overnight you're you're gonna have to to work at it and so you've you've got to be willing to to fail along the way and that goes the same with anything that you do in life you've got to be willing to fail to succeed but you've you've got to be willing to fail at a point where this this is gonna put you out on the street if it if it fails you know at not even the wrong time it could fail it could fail at a point where it's it's totally perfect but you have to assume so much you have to assume that you know so much or you literally just have to stick around long enough to actually know that um, if, if you know if you don't if you misjudge it it could cost you your ass 100% and so I'm uh, in a lucky spot where I don't have to bank on that to be able to, to look like I'm the shit but it's definitely an interesting take on the business world, I think. And it, it really could go to show you that the biggest thing is, you know, hard work does pay off. I, I do believe that. But really, at the end of the day, hard work pays off, but it matters who you know. Because if you don't know the right person that can notice your hard work, then it's going to be a fruitless effort at the end of the day. You have to you have to know somebody who will recognize your hard work for it to really mean something to you. Whether it's you know just a, a by chance meeting somebody, or if it is somebody that you that you do know that you can get close enough to to set the example you are still going to have to know them in some capacity and illustrate to them that you're putting in the hard work to make it happen. Now in a lot of cases it could just be it could be just who you know to make it happen, you know, regardless of your hard work. You know, you could you could walk right into something, you know what I mean? But at the same time it it can work either way, you know. And I don't know, maybe there's room for saying hard work pays off longer in, in the long run, you know, in the, in the deep stretch. But, you know, I don't, I don't really know. You'd have to crunch the numbers and see, show, show the evidence and see where that really is a factor. And I haven't done that really for either side. I just know that those are the two sides for it, really, either way. Knowing somebody can take you to the finish line easily. Um, and then, you know, knowing somebody but also working hard at the same time can also get you to the finish line. You know what I mean? And so um, sometimes it gives you just a little boost and sometimes they carry you the whole way. But um, it, it's, 
it's totally however you can work your own position. But, you know, I, like I said, I'm personally would rather try to do it on my own as much as I can without having to shit on other people because I firmly believe that people will fuck things up on their own if you give them enough time. Uh, you know, just because that's the nature of the beast because eventually people just get tired of it. Especially in the setting that I'm in right now. People will just get tired of it and they'll, they won't want to be a part of it anymore. And so all you got to do is just wait for them to, to show just enough negligence to fuck something up. And then you can step right in without even really having to do much damage. Because they will have done it to yourself. And at the same time, yeah, maybe it's going to put somebody out. But at the same time, it's not you necessarily putting somebody out. You just, rose to the, you just noticed the timing and rose to the occasion at that right time. And you you just you went you went Kobe mode and you took over, so you know I I'm I'm definitely enjoying it though to to circle back to the TV show to come full circle I'm definitely enjoying it uh, and and I'm you know recognizing again how great of a show it is and if you if you haven't checked it out if you haven't watched it you definitely need to look into it because it's awesome you know shout out to Netflix shout out to Kevin Spacey. Shout out to the rest of that, that production team that's involved in that because it's a it's sort of a, a huge undertaking and it it's it's great. It really is. I mean it's it's a great show. So I would definitely I would definitely advise checking it out. And like I said, it, it's it's a really good illustration of how things how things really work behind the scenes because me being in a lucky spot where I can see that kind of thing, where I can see those upper levels, it uh, it really is you know it's it really is right there it, uh, it at least in my mind when i look at it it it's total copy and paste you could you could easily see it in in this kind of setting and it worked when i worked at best buy so i know it works there too so i've got no reason to believe that it, it wouldn't work anywhere else you know what i mean but um to move on from that to to circle back around one thing that uh that i do want to cover with you guys um is there's I've, I've been on Twitter recently. I've read a couple of things. I've commented on a couple of things. And there's actually, I've got somebody who's responded to something that I put on Twitter right now. There's this guy that I followed. I don't even know what his name is. Um, uh, I actually don't even think that I followed him. I think it was just a suggested video because I followed somebody. But one thing that it was talking about, in order for their true, for there to be true equality people white people will have to give up their whiteness and that's not necessarily saying to give up blonde hair and blue eyes but that would mean to give up their power and I would put power in quotes because you assume that white people innately have this prowess over all other races and I think that there's a lot of evidence for yes there is uh, there yes there does show that that white people are, are do have an innate ability to succeed and I think that there's evidence that shows that there isn't you know but the problem is though is that you can't take this in a blanket statement you can't you can't really for either side you can't because it's all anecdotal case-by-case -case evidence because there are just there I would say just as many cases of black people succeeding in life as there are black people failing in life due to the system just and the same thing goes for white folks these days in 2017 
there's just as much evidence to suggest that white people can fail as there are white people succeeding due to the system. And, um, and again, I think that if you look at it by a case-by-case -case basis, which is what most people do, it, it would go to show that, that it's, it's, uh, it's a push and a pull on both sides for every single race. There are certain instances in history where, yes, it's, it's easy to say that, that white folks had a definite advantage over people. In the United States, you can look at it as far as slavery is concerned. You can look at it as far as Jim Crow. But the problem is, is that this is, the problem is not, I guess this is actually the best way to put it. The problem is not white America, because white America as a whole has not 100% benefited from it. That and and that's that's a fact. That is a blanket statement that I will say that is a fact. And I know that I'm contradicting myself by by just saying that you can't make a blanket a blanket statement like that. But that's a blanket statement that is a fact. White America as a whole does not benefit from just being white. White people in power benefit from being white. But is it necessarily them being white, or is it the power that keeps everything going? Because it, whether it's the same families or whether it's just one person seizing an opportunity that builds a cycle for their family, I I think it has more to do with power than it does with anything else. I do think that the power just so happens to be more so in the hands of white people because that's the way that things have played out over time. Because if you look at it, what every uh, if you look at everything, if you look at the pillars of society and what we believe in. Not saying that white people 100% take credit for everything because they can't because there's plenty of things that other, and I'm not going to call them minorities because in the United States, not even in the United States globally, it's not a minority deal. But if you look at it, you know, the, the grand scheme of things, how it, how it plays out, there's plenty of people of other races around the world who have given really really important key factors that the world has built itself off of that uh, that white people have not contributed there's there's plenty of evidence for it I'm not gonna go down a list just because I don't have one in front of me and because it's not necessary for everybody to know that it's true or that they should believe that it's true but all of the things all of the pillars that we build our civilization on right now were all things that were held in Europe which was mostly white, which translated over to the New World, which was at one point native, but then again mostly white. And I'm not going to touch too much on the natives because I'm all for Indigenous Peoples Day instead of Columbus Day because Columbus was a really cruel person. Um, Indigenous Peoples Day does a lot more respect to what Columbus specifically did. Um, European people did not cause nearly as many problems for the natives as specifically Columbus and what our farming and livestock did to them. Um, the European way of life, not white people, is really what caused problems for Native Americans. But we'll, we can get into that later if need be. Um, but I, I'm all for, again, sort of uh, a of Indigenous Peoples Day instead of a Columbus Day. But those ideals and that lifestyle that was brought from Europe to the New World is, again, it's what we built this country on. It was some new ideas from, from forefathers and stuff like that. But 
it was these European ideas that were brought over that were that were built on that that the country is built on, and so it set up a system of power that was inherently white. I think by happenstance because of how it translated over from you know the the original origin. And I know original origin may sort of seem redundant, but I mean, I guess just think about it in the way that I'm saying is there's there's an origin for for everything that we hold, every everything that makes the world what it is. But I mean, the original origin for society as we know it came from Europe. You know, democracy and the idea of a republic that all came from Europe. That came from Greece, and and, and the basically the business model for how the world runs right now all came from Europe. You know, there were different time periods in different parts of the world where the economy was booming and there were these, you know, uh, vast empires that dominated the world that had uh, a lot of important factors that the world took over, you know, whether it was, uh, whether it was North Africa, whether it was the Far East, or whether it was the Middle East. There, in, in those particular three areas of the world they were in they were very important in getting us to where we are right now but society as we know it today stems off of what we learned and what was established in Europe which again for one reason or another is mostly white now again I'm not disputing whether the whether the fact that there is uh, maybe some kind of imbalance in the system but I don't think that we should rely on race as what causes the imbalance so much as what we should cause power. Because if you think about it as far as power is concerned, we can look at it on both sides of things. Uh, however, however you want to consider it, we, we, can, we can take a look at it. Powerful families all across the United States, black or white, they have their families set up for life. They have their children, their grandchildren set up for life. If you think about Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry's kids will never have to work a day in their life if they don't want to. Now, it's up to his kids once Tyler Perry is gone to continue that legacy and, and, to, and to keep it going, to keep building on that, or to just maintain if their family wants to succeed past that first and second generation of success. But the idea of it is Tyler Perry has worked hard enough to be able to succeed and to dig himself out of the hole because there was nothing holding him back. All it took was his hard work and dedication to make it happen. The system was not set up against him. Same thing with Oprah, which I guess Oprah doesn't have kids. Does Oprah have kids? Hmm. I don't know. Same thing for Oprah. Same thing for somebody, if you want to think basketball. So somebody like Magic Johnson, somebody like Floyd Mayweather, somebody like uh, Michael Jordan. Um, somebody like Will Smith, anybody like that, it's they they they're in a position, black or white, in this case black, where their families are set up for life. All their kids have to do is maintain. If you want to take it to the other extreme, Donald Trump. Donald Trump's dad did really well, you know. Donald Trump, uh, Donald Donald Trump's dad did really well. Donald Trump has done really well. Donald Trump Jr. will probably do really well, all building off of what was set up by the Donald Trump Jr.'s grandfather, the original Trump, the, the original United States-born Trump, you know? 
I think he was the first U.S. born Trump, at least Donald Trump's dad. But uh, nevertheless, what I'm all, what I'm saying is what I'm trying to illustrate is once you set this up for your family, it's it's there. It's there. It's theirs to lose. The opportunity is theirs to lose. You know what I'm saying? The the power is there. The money is there. What what you have to have to maintain this this uh, setting of of being above everybody else was already established for you by the previous generation. So all you have to do is maintain it. And all I'm all I'm simply saying is, and society as we see it right now in the United States, maybe it was easier for white people because when the entire nation was started in the first place. White folks were the one who started it. White folks were predominantly the ones who started it to begin with because the original idea that was brought over from Europe was an inherently European and white idea just because that's the majority, that's the major demographic. You know, if uh, Spain, you look, look at Mexico right now with what Spain has made with their new world. A lot of people shit on Mexico, but Mexico's a great place. Mexican people are really nice. Mexican economy does well. Again, people like to shit on it. It's not as good as the United States, but it's still good. And, um, you know, that was almost, that was almost all Spain. So if you look at this, uh, which again is a European country, but we would consider Spanish people to be a little bit different than what you would say of a standard European person. But my 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 point is, what I'm saying is, if you if you take a look at it from a different point of the world, you can transpose that over any other place. If you take the New World, wipe the slate clean, and say somebody else, some some other person, was able to get everything together to come to the new world to colonize it that wasn't European white people then their system of their system their hierarchy is what's going to be in place today maybe it won't be the exact same just as we're not the exact same as we were 200 years ago let alone 400 years ago when it was only in Europe you know the so the the, the point of it is is all, all we are doing is, uh, is we're just following a trend, a system of power that just, I think, just happens to be white in the first place. Now, it's just as much black, it's just as much Asian, Indian, Middle Eastern, African, white, whatever you want to say, European, in the United States, as it is anything else. You know, there's, there's not a clear divide. Not anymore. Maybe a hundred years ago, yes, it was it was a clear divide. But to, in today's day and age, there's not a clear divide, and so to act uh, to act as if the only way that we're going to reach real equality is that white people have to give up their whiteness in terms of power doesn't make very much sense to me. Because at the same time, if we're going to give up equality in terms of power, we need to start with a clean slate altogether. White people can't be the only ones to suffer because that's what you're saying. And I know maybe I sound stupid by saying white people are going to suffer just because they give up their power. No, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to suffer. But at the same time, at the same time, you assume again that the only reason they have their power is because they're white in the first place. And again, I could be totally wrong. If you follow the system back enough, maybe at the end of the day somebody said, "You're white. Here's all this money and power. Go make it happen." But I don't necessarily believe that there was somebody handing out free life 
uh, free easy life coupons based on race. You know, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily believe in that in the first place. I believe that a certain group of people beat the rest of the world to a, to the punch, and they set up their system, and this is just how the system has evolved. Be since we have made it our own, since we've made it what makes America great. Because America is great at the end of the day, and it, um, what makes America great is the different versions of people that we have here in the United States that make it ever-changing, that, that switch up the plan, the blueprint. So, I don't necessarily believe that in order for there to be real equality, that white people are going to have to give up their power. Because I, because if we're going to do that, then everybody needs to give it up, and we need to start with a clean slate. Because we're we're in a time today where people have the opportunity to be truly free, to be not necessarily truly free, because everybody is truly free in the United States, but we have an opportunity for everybody to be truly equal. And if we're going to point the finger and say that everybody is not truly equal because of whiteness and white power, then we need to start over. We need to start all over again not have white people foot the bill to give everybody a leg up to even the playing field we need to start from scratch and even the playing field not necessarily be a total devastation but by essentially hitting reset for all the races because if we start off where we are in America right now with a clean slate it's a free-for-all the American dream is alive again and anybody can succeed because we've got everything set up right now to where there is no law saying that black people can't sit there or that black people can't drink from that water fountain or they got to sit in the back of the bus. Jim Crow doesn't exist in America. Slavery does not exist in America. Self-imposed slavery does exist. And I totally believe in that. Self-imposed slavery 100% exists. But we can't, you can't, at this day and age, I don't believe you can point the finger at a particular race and say, here's where our problem is. These are the people that need to make the change so the rest of us can see a benefit. I think that in today's day and age, where we are right now, we're in a really good place and it's getting better every single day because we're having these kinds of discussions. Now, at the same time, I think there are, are a lot of people right now who believe that black people are a problem, and there are a lot of people who believe that white people are a problem, and both of those groups of people are wrong, but they're allowed to have that opinion and voice it, I, but I also think that it's very important that the real majority, the, because I do believe it is the real majority that people do not feel that way, the real majority believes that everybody is equal. The real majority believes that that there is equal opportunity. It's up to that real majority to see through that and to say, well, we're going to maintain doing what the real majority believes in so that we can go ahead, we can move forward, and we can settle this black versus white, black versus whatever, white versus whatever, so that we can evolve and elevate the species as a whole or at least this country so that we can then do the species as a whole because we're in a pivotal point right now where right now I do believe that the majority doesn't believe in all this bullshit that you see on the internet and on TV and, and on the news and whatever but at the same time we're at this weird stage where it's very possible that the majority could sway one way or another given the right push.
I, I personally don't want to believe that the majority is, is capable of doing any kind of real devastation based on that kind of push that I don't think that it would have that much of a sway on it, but it is 100% possible. So, personally, I think that all it's going to take is just having the right amount of faith in people. Not in anything else, but in people to do the right thing. A person is smart, people are stupid, but people also share the same ideas in an open setting. Mob mentality is real, and that's 100%, but at the end of the day, people want to look out for themselves to the point where they don't want to risk hurting somebody else to make themselves better because hurting somebody else has a potential to hurt you. If you're hurting somebody else, you're leaving yourself open, and I think that people are too invested in self-preservation to worry about somebody else. We have to worry about what is best for us and for our family, which in turn could only do beneficial things for everybody else around us. Because if everybody stays in their lane, if everybody focuses on just bettering themselves and their family, they can in turn do no wrong to somebody else because they're not worried about what that other person is doing. And if you have the freedom to focus on you and yours without having to worry about somebody else, then we can all excel at the same time. And it can all be... Um, it can all be a, a great cycle of improvement. But again, we have to be able to see through this uh, left versus right mentality because that's what it is right now. Instead of picking teams, we need to be able to see beyond that, to see what's really going to get us to the next level. Because we're, we're on the verge of a... Uh, of, uh, we're, we're on the verge right now of, uh, of ascending what we think right now is humanity. We, because we can, we can make one big push and go past this right now. I mean, we're right on the cusp of, of a big step in human evolution. And people may not want to believe it or not, but technology has put us in a position to where we can make and we can design our, our futures for exactly what we want. We just have to focus on that instead of picking teams and picking sides. That's sort of where we are right now. And unfortunately, a lot of people are going to have to fall by the wayside for us to make this happen. You know, but uh, you're not going to bake a cake without breaking any eggs. And uh, that's maybe a bad way to look at it, and that may be contradictory to what I've said about how the way I feel about the world in the first place. But forward progress is what's best for everybody. And all this picking sides and choosing positives and negatives and pointing the finger at one group of people or another group of people slows progress down. And it keeps, it, it keeps us from really achieving any goals because all it is is a distraction. And we have to elevate ourselves past that. We have to see through that. We have to be uh, humble enough to see through it. At the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with telling people that you're right. But you also, if, if you're going to do it the right way, you also have to be able to acknowledge when you're wrong too. And there's too many people in key places that cannot admit when they're wrong and that has to change for us to make any kind of real headway because that's true on both sides if you if you're looking at it as team versus team both sides have too many people that are wrong that are not willing to admit it because they don't want to they're afraid of losing their position 
and that's the bad thing about our our about our our uh, system because if you are wrong that can cost you your position and that shouldn't be the way that it is it it shouldn't work out that way you should be able to freely admit you're wrong without it really costing you anything but right now it doesn't necessarily do that but again that's just going to have to be one of these changes that we go through in life and as we go through in a species to make ourselves better and to, to keep succeeding and to keep elevating. It's just how it's going to have to be. But, you know, that's just my take on it. I'm going to get back on here a second because I've gotten some few things as I've been talking on Twitter as far as responses are concerned. And uh, we'll see how this conversation goes. If you're interested in, in keeping up with the debate and keeping up with the cycle, um, as always, you can find me and hit me up at the real DA Perry on Twitter. I appreciate anybody's feedback if you've got some, um, it, really anything that you've got for me, uh, I'll definitely take and, and listen because I want to be a part of the conversation because the the conversation is what keeps us moving as a community, as a country, as a species. It's it's what's going to keep us surviving is is the conversation action is is what's going to hurt us but we've action is what is action can carry us forward but action without the conversation is what's going to hurt us and that oh there's too much of that going on right now not enough to really ruin us yet but there's still too much to be comfortable so definitely hit me up i appreciate all comments and feedback if there's something that you guys want to hear if there's uh, something that you want me to cover again, if there's something that you want me to open up a new take on, or if you've got an opinion on it and you, you want to be a part of this, let me know. I appreciate it. Um, but uh, again, like I said, hit me up on Twitter, at Perry. Anything else, you guys have a great day.